Powerful. All right, and here we are with Up Top Hip Hop Podcast. I am your host, AV, episode number 24, and I have with me my guest today. Robbie G. What's up, what's up? Not too much, man. Happy to be back on the show, back on, in the podcast world. I've been away for a while, so um, yeah, just happy to yeah, be back on the mic. It's definitely been a while, eh? It has, yeah. It's a long, long tour. I was just out on the road across Canada for a couple of months and just got back last week. So yeah, feels good to be back. Yeah, fuck. Fucking A. Fucking A. How's How was things? tour? Uh, I mean, it was fun for me. How's things with you, man? Back here, it's, you know, back Fucking at home. What's, uh, what's been popping with you? Just chilling, working yeah. on this music thing, you know? Yeah, yeah got some uh, other stuff on the go. I see how proper the uh, the artwork is starting to look for the podcast. Yeah, yeah. That I'm starting really to fuck good. around with uh, Photoshop, starting to understand it a lot more. You got to send me, you. I, I think, what what podcast episode early on we did one? It's like uh, two or three or f- something like that. Yeah, something like that. I think it you, was like you posted the three. pictures, the run of like twelve of them on the Instagram yeah, the other yeah. day. Send me the link to, or just email me that one file, yeah. and I'll post it on my Instagram. Yeah, Even for just sure. for this one too, I'll post it on there and uh, and on Facebook and stuff like that too. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, that's proper. Yeah, 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 yeah. Starting so, to understand Photoshop a little more. Shoutouts to Stephen K for that one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fuck. I can only imagine how annoying I am to this guy. <laughs> I mean, that that guy could probably help you out, but there's a ton of shit online, tutorial oh, yeah. videos and oh, stuff yeah. like that. Um, I know my girl, she finds so much stuff. She's getting into photography um, a lot more now, and she's finding like all these tutorial videos and yeah. podcasts and stuff about people telling, you know, ha- literally how to steps of, you know, how to edit, edit and, and yeah, do bring out things. pictures so, and stuff. It's, yeah. Some fucked up shit people can do nowadays. Yeah, Fuck. it's crazy. Yeah, man. Technology. Technology all the fucking way. It's growing. Yeah, man. But yeah, fucking tour. How how many dates did you do? It was like 20. 40, 41. 41 dates. 41 shit. shows, yeah. And we did that in two months, so. Holy fuck. Yeah. It's a long, long, Jesus. long trip. I was just adding up my, uh, I, every year I go through all the shows that I've done in the year and compile it into a list. So I know all the gigs that I've done. And um, so setting up that Christmas bash, Rev Media Christmas bash. Yes. I don't know if I told you about that or you yes. saw it online. So would definitely love to have your involvement in that. And uh, that marks number 100 for this year for me. For this year? Oh, yes. fuck. Oh, shit. So I was pretty stoked when I was like adding them all up last night. And then I was like, December 22nd, boom, 100 shows for this Fucking year. A. That's cool. And we did 41 of them in that one massive tour across Canada. So that was cool. It's a long run. Yes. Fuck. Yeah, because you started in Guelph and then head out east nope. first? No, started in uh, Toronto. Oh, did okay. that yacht party right 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 yeah that was the kind of kickoff and then how was that when it, it was cool yeah shit us to chelsea grobbins where it's at entertainment she came all the way out from the west coast to uh set it up three level yacht party thing and, yeah, fucking a lots of musicians there and it was cool fucking some, a. some new people and yeah it's fucking cool experience to be wrapping on like a boat with the toronto skyline in the background it was like really nice still too it was just the beginning of september i think and uh so it wasn't even getting like yeah it wasn't cold i think i had a t-shirt on while i was wrapping like yeah it was cool fucking a 
And then uh, you got to open up for Tech Nine. Tech Nine in Toronto, yes, as well. Yeah, that was right in the middle of the tour. Uh, Set that up, and that was that was pretty hype. Every time we do the tech shows in Toronto, they're really good. Um, Yeah, I went with you to one of the tech shows. I think you hosted mate yeah yeah i think the, i missed your performance but yeah you Phoenix, were hosting yeah, yeah with uh stacy yep yeah, i still got pics from that yeah. good old aussie scratch on the ones and twos that night fucking shout awesome Paul Lindsay. Show. yeah yeah that was a good time shout out to matt almeida and steve hogue from the rock pile that set up a lot of shows there in toronto that i've gotten a chance to go on to without them i definitely would not have got on as many bills as i have down there and doing the shows with tech so big shout outs to those guys and True. yeah it was a good good time for sure um fucking tech's a beast chris calico's a beast chris brought his white wife with him this time oh fuck and she sang too yeah it was oh, very weird shit. it was very strange me and emmeline were in the back like looking at each other like what is this it was it just very it just threw off the show it was like all like this crazy hip-hop stuff and then she was doing this kind of like weird soul kind of uh i don't even know i felt like music that you would hear in a church though or something like that you know what i mean it just felt like i was like yeah just i was like where is this coming from but yeah a big throw off for a, yeah. a hip-hop show but chris is cool He's chris dope. calico is fucking dope yeah. as fuck and he always, always shows mad love. He always comes out and like checks our set out and stuff and like hangs out with the like at the side stage and stuff like that. Yeah. Tech tech doesn't really tech just stays up in his in his VIP like private area and just kind of chills there for the whole night. But Chris always comes out. Yeah, and that was actually the one thing I noticed at the uh, Phoenix cool. show was uh Chris was actually checking out all of the opening sets. It's Everyone, like, yeah, yeah. What? He like sneaks, sneaks fucking... his head behind the curtain, like checking. Yeah, out it's like, yo, there. I want, I want to see this. Yeah, so. Saying, yeah, I always thought it was dope for uh, artists that come through and actually check out all the openers and shit. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's yeah. it's uh it's cool as fuck. Uh, that's another thing I got to say about what we did. There was a couple shows that we did with other artists along the tour. Um, the tech show was obviously pretty pretty dope, but I did. Uh, the far side reunion tour in Calgary um, with guys there, formerly members of the far side, um, Fat Lip and Slim Kid. And uh, it was fucking incredible, like super, super dope show. One of the best ones that we've done for sure. And again, they were like super cool artists too. They hung out like at the side and checked out all the acts. And then the other one that we did was uh, Necro and Mr. Hyde in Kelowna at Sapphire. Oh, you caught Necro too. Fucking Yeah, yeah. I got on that show. I got offered to do a couple other ones with him too. They offered me to do Nanaimo and Victoria with him, but it was like going to be an insane drive to go from Victoria all the way to Saskatoon in like a day for my next show. I was like, there's no way. So I turned those ones down, but we did the the Kelowna show um, and it was fucking incredible. Mr. Hyde gave me mad props after I got off stage, which was super cool. He was like, yeah, I checked out your whole set. It was fucking dope. Fucking dope. Yeah, the crowd was hype. Got a bump in there and Necro's dope. He's you know beast on the mic. He's hilarious. So he's like a, Necro's he's like a, a don't give a fuck type dude. Yeah, you know Necro's I mean? like, a weird one for me. Like I understand why people like him because he's like if you're into that like yeah. horrorcore music, yeah. Necro's like right up your alley. Yeah. But I was never really too into it, so I never really understood Necro. But yeah. I un- like I saw the talent there. I just didn't understand the music. Yeah, it was yeah. He was always a weird one for me. ICP is the other one. Yeah, yeah. He's talented. He's talented as fuck, and he's a, he's a weird he's a weird one. But he's fucking 
you know, he's one of a kind. The cool story that I can say though about the show was I, I remember I remember specifically, and this is like goes to show the difference between like me and him, but there's this guy in the front row and for whatever reason I couldn't understand it. Like I'm rapping and I'm like everyone's having a good time and stuff. He's standing there smiling at me and giving me the finger. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, so I was like very confused. He was like visibly enjoying it. His head was bouncing. He was nodding to the tunes. He wasn't like stiff ice grilling me and just like giving me the finger. Two middle fingers, not just one. Both middle fingers up like in the air like fuck you kind of. But it was, was like Was it like a, a song that called for it? I don't know. I don't think so. Not really. Like, it wasn't no. like a song where I was like, fuck you, fuck yeah, you, like, put up your middle fingers or anything. Nobody else had their middle fingers up. Just this one random weird dude in the front <laughs> who just really wanted to have his middle fingers up. And I kind of like looked at him like while I'm rapping, like a bit confused, like, what the fuck, dude? I don't and, know if I can be mad at you because like, like you... You seem like you're enjoying the show. But, and the, but the way he was smiling was like almost in a like, I don't, I really don't, I can't, I can't call it. Maybe he was like one of those wannabe MCs. He was jealous. He wanted to be on stage or his, or he was just a fan. And like, that's the way he shows his appreciation is by putting his really finger up. up. But like, I didn't really give a fuck about it. I wasn't taking it personal. I wasn't like, yo, what the fuck, dude? Like, or like wanting to stop anything to, you know, address this fool in the front. Give me the middle finger. Yeah. And everybody else didn't seem to really care too. They weren't just like looking at him like, yo, why is this guy giving you the finger? They were kind of just <laughs> all going along with it. So I did my set, fucking rocked it, got off stage. Necro comes on after. And... Like within the first song, this fool in the front row starts doing this middle finger shit to Necro. <laughs> and like he fucking he uh, he he looked at him and like stopped rapping and just and like was just like, you do that again, I'll break your fucking finger. And like, yeah, yeah. and oh, like just shit. like looked him right down like he was going to fuck him up. Right. And the kid stopped right after that. I was just like, damn. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, you know up. what I mean? Actually, speaking on like kind of stopping a show for not it's along the <laughs> same lines, but not really. Um, Drake did something like that recently for the female fan thing. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, just like, you want to touch the, girls? Yeah, I'll fight you. The middle stopped in the middle of his fucking song. Mm. It's like, yo, I'm a fuck you up or some shit. It's like, yo. I, I kind of like you for this. Merck does that every show. Every single show. There's a video <laughs> of one crazy. from Chelsea Grobbins that she was posting of the the live video from his sold out shows out there. I think it was Prince George or New West. I think, yeah, New West. And yeah, he, he's always saying, he's like, yo, if you fucking, if you guys want to touch girls, you can get your fucking ass beat by me. I'll come out and fight yeah, you pussies. Yeah, I'll fuck you yeah. up. Yeah, yeah he always says fucked that. Fucked up shit. Yeah. Well, there's some fucked up people out there and they deserve there to get their ass There definitely is. There definitely is. Especially in, you know, in at hip hop concerts and shit. That's like, that that happens. So, yeah. yeah. That, the fight, that's, fights break out so quick and so fast just because of that. Yeah. And like, it's so fucked up to see guys like pushing girls around to get to the front of the stage or stuff like that. Or like get closer to the artist on some fanboy shit. Yeah. It's like just, you're acting like a groupie. Stop. Yeah. Stop that shit. Yeah, it's really fucking odd. But hey, I mean, yeah, some it's, people are super like, It's almost fans. awkward. It's super awkward. Like what? Like if you, I, I don't know. It's fucked up. It's really awkward when it happens. Like seeing people like push other people out of the way just to get to the stage. It's like 
You should have already been at the stage, motherfucker. Like, what the fuck? Exactly. But then there's the, if you want to get a drink, you got to leave your spot and then make your way back. And that's a bitch. Yeah, it is kind of a bitch. There is nobody going through the crowd with drinks. Like, it's not like a football game. We got your hot dogs. We got your <laughs> beers. Come get them right here. Pretzels are that way. If somebody went into the crowd like that, they'd get fucking mobbed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yo, <laughs> you got beer? Would be gone. <laughs> Someone would just deck him and take his bag. Yeah, it's like, yo, this motherfucker's got beer. Yeah, it's not okay. happening. But yeah, so, yeah. so, yeah, those were the those were some of the cool highlight shows. And then for my own shows, um, just great response great turnout every show that we did had more people than last year like the year before that i did my headlining shows so and broke into like 10 or 15 new markets that i never played in before that's good um definitely gathered some some new fans and like selling a lot of merch um so shout out to all the people that were out there buying merch and copping discs and people who just you know came out to to rock out and listen to the tunes and said said what up so i appreciate all y'all see the pictures y'all posting on instagram to make sure you tag me at robbie g hip-hop yeah tag it up bro tag trying to get on my ig game a little bit more i was slacking for a bit yeah me too me too it's so fucking hard trying to keep up with all the social medias all at once and shit gotta do it yeah i just did an ig post before we started just if we should have done one like of us in here with the mics and shit, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll do, we'll get, do we one after. That. That. Yeah, we'll definitely do one after. Yeah. But yeah, fucking yeah, you were showing me a lot of new new music. Yes, yes. Drop a couple of new tracks for the homie AV before we started the podcast. Gotta introduce you to the new the new new. The I've been working, shit. man. I've been working. I'm working hard. I got a whole new album produced entirely by Young K. Finally. Yes. We've been working Let's together. Let's talk about that. Yeah. We've been working together for over 10 years now, probably 12 years. He's like the first producer uh, next to Beatty. Shout out to my homie Beatty. He's the one who originally introduced me to Young K because they started making beats together back in the day. <coughs> Young K used to rap. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. He used to rap and I used to produce. This is at the time I used to make my own beats. And you guys just kind of flip flop. And yeah, and he focused more on the production and I focused more on the rapping. I dropped my producing, um, which I feel bad about. I feel like if I had stuck with that, I'd probably be badass producer right now. But it's hard to carry. do both. Yeah, to do. Carry I probably wouldn't be as good a rapper. I would not be as good a rapper. I'd be like a, as half a good as rapper as I am, but I'd be a... Because like a lot, of, like a lot of people think, oh yeah, well if you rap, producing should be no different, or if you produce, rapping should be no different, because it's all within the same realm. But mm, think about really, how many, not, no. think about how many Kanyes and Dre's there really are. Like, there's a reason why they stick to what they're good at. Kanye's just one of those people that seems to flip flop between the two successful kanye is producing an album for every good member music. of good music yes. label that was insane i saw that article i was like what the fuck dude he they're saying that he makes 10 to 12 beats a day yeah yeah like, could you even and imagine kinda, that like, kind of work ethic and what that like entails? a lot of like a lot of people like want to try and embellish tales like that but it's like 
if you really think about it, think about how long Saiha the Prince was on the back burner. Is for that how good you pronounce music. his name? Saiha. Yeah. Okay. I was I was seeing yeah, like what is that? Chai. Yeah. Saiha. Okay. But uh, yeah, he's got an album that I think just came out or is coming out. And he's been on the back burner for good music for a long time. He was a writer for the most part, right? He writes yeah. a lot of Kanye stuff. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. doubt it because Kanye does have some. That's well, that's openly admitted. Yeah. He's yeah. Talking okay. About that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. He, he writes a lot of his stuff. I heard. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, yeah, he's, I'm a, he's a beast. stoked for these albums, though. To be quite honest, like push a T. Yeah, like all I'm, I've been waiting. Produced, yeah, like entirely been, produced by Ye. Yeah, I'm yeah. waiting on a fucking push a T album. Yeah, yeah, that uh, that dope boys covered one that he got with Timbo right now is pretty dope. Yeesh, like that, like that. He's killing it. He's killing Honestly, it. like I've I've had to recently come to terms with. Cause like I've always kind of like I've never really looked at Pusha T seriously for a top five slot for me until recently, and then I started really diving into everything that he's done, and it's like Jesus Christ, no, this guy really should be one of my top fives. Yeah, he's dope. Yeah, it's insane how dope he is. I wouldn't put him in the top five though, just based on like what how much he's done and all the work ethic and stuff. Um, or like his output of albums and stuff. I put people, yeah, I was like, he's, yeah, I, I wouldn't say he's in my top five. No, 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 okay. no. just there's too, no, there's too many other guys. That just give me the, give me the goosebumps more. Okay. You know? That's fair. So actually, um, I don't know if you watch the Joe Budden podcast, but, um, he did something that was pretty interesting. I think he took it from somewhere, but the idea is, um, you would go through like a list of rappers mm -hmm. and you would logically put them in, okay, this person would be top 10. This person would be top 20 artists. This person would be top 30. Um, where would you rank Pusha T? Maybe top 20. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, top 20 for sure. Yeah, I gave him top 10. Because uh, yeah, like he's right up there with like Jada, Jay Z for me. Yeah, he's not for me. No, no. Okay, no. that's fair. No, I don't listen to him enough to have him up there. No, there's too many other guys. But on the producer rapper tip, I'd say the person who's killing it the most right now is Russ. Russ, it, yeah, I have been. I haven't dove into his music yet, but I there isn't am. a producer rapper right now that's doing better than him i don't think yeah like i am hearing his name a lot now uh, he's, he's killing it fucking it shout us to him but yeah so for this next album entirely produced by young k yeah shout us to that beast on the beats if you're an artist and you're listening check him out hit him up young get your k. next beat young k kevin holder there i say your real name oh government shit yeah he's on facebook as kevin young k holder what yeah, up? Search it up, find him, add him, and get a beat from him. He wants to produce for you too. And Young K, we need you back on here too, bro. Yes, yeah, get you in here for an interview. Yeah, fucking a. Yeah, it'd be good to just kick it with him too. A lot of our sessions now are just like over the, you know, email and stuff. Whereas it's know, hard. It's honestly, it's hard to, to have. Yeah, it's hard to have producers and rappers in the studio together now. I find. 
everything's yeah. over like even jeremy as close as i am to him we still do everything through email like mm. i can't remember the last session i had with jsg yeah it's, but it's, uh, he's produced literally like 80 percent of what i've put out mm -hmm. so yeah he's like your young k he's like your, yeah basically your main producer yeah. yeah he's lit yeah we the only time we've ever really <clears throat> done a record together in the studio together was when my stepmom passed and i i asked him to produce a record for it and he he made the beat and then i came over to his place and wrote wrote the whole thing while i was with him and uh that that tracks it's one of the most powerful songs on the album i think um no it's a girl named missy not that just got some vocals to me for it she's coming into the studio next next week on monday to record them and we're gonna release that hopefully at the beginning of december now you just mentioned you actually went to young k's to do the record like, yeah. did you record it there? Or no, no, he doesn't it? have a recording. No, okay. I just sat there with him and wrote it while he worked on the beat. So you got to see, like, his workflow? Yeah. So would you say that's part of the reason why it's so hard to get him in the studio with you is because he's so set in his ways? Because I find as, that... Like, like, he probably wouldn't come here to work on beats? Not so I'd much have he... to go there. Yeah, not so much that he wouldn't. It's more so that it's out of convenience well yeah and it's more comfortable for him to be yeah, there so yeah like i know like uh, even jeremy like he's always suggested me going to his place to do records yeah. and it's like but you don't have recording shit there and yeah. what if i want to record right then <laughs> but you could bring your own right yeah that's true you got this fucking setup here you could bring one of these mics that interface your laptop get her done and the second that he finishes the beat, you load it onto your program. Throw and start a fucking recording. mattress up in the corner and yeah. get a that's fucking the record. That's that the shit. way the best music happens. Like when I was on tour with Evil earlier in, in June and got a chance to see him work with Factor in Saskatoon. It was super cool. Um, you know, Factor's got a really dope studio there. Um, and I had the, the pleasure of getting a chance to stay with him for a couple of days at his place and just watching them work together in the studio. And he would, he'd just go in there and produce a beat. Like he'd be in there early in the morning, just like making this crazy ass beat. And then evil will wake up and he's like, yo, check out this thing that I made. And he was like, Oh, what? That's dope. And then he just literally, let me go rap on. on yeah. That. Yeah. He just go into the booth and dumb out and just freestyle, like come up with melodies and harmonies and shit. And then he'd sit in the corner and, perfect it write it mix it make make it all like tight and then go in and lay down a, a final thing and then they got a track like done right there fucking a yeah so yeah, i imagine cool that's what it's like working with uh mocha too because like he's honestly he's for the amount of work he has put out he is what i consider the canadian krs one he's a workhorse man i got a chance to to do a record with him in his studio one time which mocha I need to hear that record, dude. <laughs> Yo, what's up? Yeah, like, it's a good song. We sh did it, uh, I forget, one of the tours that we finished and got a chance to just go back to his studio, and he made a beat right there on the spot. We wrote to it. I wrote my verse in, like, five minutes and recorded it in, like, one one take. We both did our things, one takes. So this whole record is done. It was done within done. an hour, yeah. God damn it. 
it was so quick. I, I was like a record. blur. <laughs> it was like I came in there, like wanting to work on a record with him, and then and it was all of a sudden done we before had a record. I like turned around. I was like, "What? What just?" He's happened? like, "Yes." Yeah. I'm like, and that's how he has 60 albums because he can literally make like five songs in a day. Yeah. Uh, because yeah, more it's, than that, he does a whole song in an hour, makes a beat, rap, sings the hook. Because the dude just everything. did what, like an album every month for like an entire year. Yeah. It's like, who in the fuck has enough material to do 12 albums in a year? Yeah, it's super ambitious, man. Super ambitious. Yeah, and like, he did it. He pulled it off. Yeah. The only other person I can imagine even trying to pull something like that off now is Gucci. Yeah, because he puts out albums every other like month almost. Yeah, there you know that you get content is key right now. You need to have more stuff coming out. Chris Brown just dropped an album with forty five songs on it. Did yeah, you see that? Yeah, forty five songs. It's two hours and forty five minutes long. I think that's that's the the length of it. That's insane. Which I like. Okay, for one, that would be a double album. In my terms, that would be a double album. An but there extremely, is no double albums now, man. It's just an Spotify, <laughs> 45 yeah, tracks. Yeah. yeah, so I I don't know. Like I, I felt like he was putting that many songs on there on purpose just to see how many times he could actually land on the charts. I felt like it was just a charting game. With- it's it's about that, but it's also it's understanding the way that the music business has changed into streaming now. Oh yeah, for so sure. So people don't it's you make your money off your streams, not off your album sales, or more money off your streams. So if somebody is streaming your album and they push play on that, you're getting forty five spins. You're yeah. getting money for forty five songs being played. Yeah. As opposed to normal artists who release an album in ten tracks and then it's done. Even if an, an artist wants to check them out just to listen to the whole to the album, they're giving you 45 plays right off the bat. That's four times more yeah. than any album that you would check out. So even for the people who just check it out for one time and don't like it and want to listen to it again, you're getting four and a half times more spins than you normally would get from your from people who just check it. So that's a lot. That's so say you're getting a million dollars off your spins, you're making four point five million off your spins now. That's a lot. It's a big difference. Which, and it, yeah, and it does equate to those that that kind of money. I, I was doing the numbers the other day. A hundred thousand Spotify spins equals five hundred dollars approximately. A hundred thousand spins five hundred bucks. bucks. So times that by ten for a million spins, five thousand. Wouldn't that making about five thousand bucks every time your song gets a million spins? So okay. In that case, then how? I'm pretty sure. Don't fucking quote me on these, you math freaks out there. But that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, because from Spotify's rates, from what I know, they're like a fraction of a penny per play. Mm-hmm. But it adds up. So it does add up depending on how popular of an artist you are. That, I I don't know. I read it on a site or something, and they were talking about Spotify and the numbers and everything like that. They were saying hundred thousand for every five and five hundred bucks for every. See, like, on the business end of it, I completely understand why, like, the big artists like Drake, Jay-Z, Kanye, all of them, I understand why they do exclusive releases, but to me, honestly, streaming and the birth of exclusive releases kind of killed it for me, because, like, 
I'm on Spotify. What? Like the like Jay Z's album for me personally, I'm on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Jay Z's albums are not on Spotify. None of them. So I literally had to wait an extra week because I refused to listen. Like I refused to bootleg it. I easily could have, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. I, w- I had to wait an extra week for the actual physical copies to come out so I can buy it and then listen to it. At that point, I'm already like a week behind. <coughs> you couldn't pre-order the physical copy? Even then, pre- uh, pre-ordering it, you would still get it on the physical release date. That's why there's technically... And there a, was a digital release date that was 10 days before the physical? Uh, exactly a week. Because his album came out on the Friday, and then the following Friday. Well, you just got to wait a week before you get your shit, man. But, like, in today's world, like, you're already, like, a week behind. The album's already old by then. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, he's probably looking looking at it as a numbers game. And, uh, you know, uh, you're not as important as his digital streams. And if he looks at his album sales and goes, um... I'm selling a hundred thousand physical units. Well, he already and I'm selling two million albums online. He's probably not gonna care too much about the physical sales as much as the digital sales, you know. Yeah, and exactly. That's why he caters more towards the digital crowd, which is what the music industry is moving towards. So, you know, that sucks for people who listen to their music in physical form, but like shit man that's the industry right yeah now. like and even you, me like, like i've always sworn by buying the cds before i listened to them like the locks uh i had to hold out a week because theirs was title exclusive so mm-hmm. i had to wait a week for them i had to wait a week for the jay-z album i don't know if i really want to wait another week for another like i can only imagine if eminem's next album which is supposed to be coming out soon is Apple exclusive because of Jimmy Iovine's ties. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine me not being able to hear Eminem's album the day it comes out because I'm not on Apple. Yeah. Like, that would crush me. I hate that shit. I know, but it's like, a strategy. It it's, it's yeah, strategy. It sucks you as gotta a fan. understand it as, like, for their business model, it makes perfect sense for them to do something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I completely understand the business behind exclusive releases, but for a, f- as a fan, it fucking sucks. Yeah. Because, like, I'm not going to dish out 30 bucks to go on all three streaming services just to guarantee I never miss an exclusive. Yeah, I That's think you ridiculous. need, I think your issue now in this new day and age is you have to recognize that you're your hip-hop purist form and mentality of wanting to buy the album physically and purchase it and hold it before actually listening to it is dead. You need to kill that brain thing that you have and just do it like this. You know you're going to purchase the music eventually and that artist is going to get it. So stream it, download it, consume it on any platform that it's available on the second that it's on and then hit them back with the money whenever. And... You know what I mean? You're, you know you're going to, in your heart, regardless if you like it or not, you're going to pay for it, it because it's something that you believe in, that you yeah. support artists and, and put your money where your mouth is like that. <laughs> so you just need to, to do it like that. If Eminem's album comes out on that day, guaranteed somebody's going to have it streaming on YouTube or exactly. streaming on SoundCloud See, or streaming my, somewhere yeah. so and you can just fucking go and, and check it out for free and then buy it a week later once it's on exactly. whatever and that Spotify was, that you like. 
and like uh jay-z actually kind of made that point too on the podcast he did with rap radar like he was talking about how uh billboard uh the charts defines consumption of music whereas he put it he had a million uh copies already sold to samsung upon release when he did his deal yeah yeah and then or uh yeah i think it might have been samsung this time around i can't remember but um and then he did the title exclusive what jay-z did another deal this time yeah yeah it was with who samsung uh i don't remember if it was samsung correct me if i'm wrong but it probably was samsung actually because that's who he did the last deal with or it might have been sprint actually sprint sounds sprint. right okay I, yeah i need to look this up but and that's for his 444 album yeah okay. where um it was basically structured the same way as his uh magna carta album where he had a million sold mm-hmm. right as soon as it was released because it was put out as a free download for with the phone people who yeah, purchased with, the phone, yeah, yeah or had the app on the phone or whatever yeah. however that worked mm-hmm. and he did the same deal with 444 where he had a million sold already so he technically already had a platinum album in his hand mm-hmm. before it even went out yeah and then he did the title exclusive like it just felt like a really big numbers game where the fans are really suffering at that point I know, but at the end of the day, the only fans that are suffering are the ones that can't grasp the new reality of this music industry that we're in and just go on YouTube and stream it. The yeah. only fan who's suffering is you, who's like, it's oh, fuck, I gotta wait a week because I don't want to listen to it until I get the actual CD. That's the only fan that's suffering. Every other fan is stoked, man. I feel so, like it ruins it for me. Like, yeah. I, I have to listen to it legally at this point. Just like dude, you gotta let it go, man. Shit is out there. Artists want you to stream their shit illegally a lot of the times, man. They're still getting fucking ad revenue on YouTube that you don't, you know what I mean? When you listen to an album on YouTube and it's posted by that artist and there's ads throughout it, they're making money, bro. Chris Chris Brown's album is on his Chris Brown Vivo as a stream. 45 songs and he's got about 45 fucking ads in the bitch every single song track is another because they can put ads in the whole video you think about how much money he's making off of if one person who's streaming his video and listening to 45 fucking ads which by the way i i would never have the patience to sit through 45 chris brown songs no i would never have the time i mean for you you're not a fan of them right so personally i I toss that shit on when i'm chilling with my girl it's like yeah like no offense to chris brown he he has made some very good music that i am still a fan of but i would never sit through 45 chris brown songs i mean hey it's and but that's the thing it's not chris brown the whole time he's got the whole the the album is hits the hits it's all hits getting calls i gotta learn to put my phone on fucking uh flight mode when i'm airplane mode when i'm doing this podcast podcast Podcast, radio all that shit bro yeah all that you got yours on airplane no Uh, uh, i should probably do that (laughs) done yeah yeah that's cool that's i didn't even realize that jay-z did that with his last album he's a fucking he's a boss of all bosses it's it's a genius plan when again if you're looking at the numbers because yeah. yeah he has a platinum album but he had to game the system to do it 
Cause there's no way in hell. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> you the, got props for that for sure. Yeah, I definitely. mean, if you can do it without the system, if you can drop your album and get I a million mean, sales on the first day. Which, by the way, there are no artists that are going platinum first week anymore. Yeah. That does not exist anymore yeah. in this day and age. So, so um, like, I, I, are you curious as to what Eminem's album's gonna do first week? <laughs> hmm. Eminem now, three years, four years removed from his last album, I want to say at least a half a mil. Yeah, that's in the first week. Yeah. So that's sales plus streaming. So 500,000 first week total. Yeah. I want to say at least because he's still at least. I think he can do a mil. I'm going to throw it out there into the universe. I believe in you, Eminem. I think you can do a, a mil first week. Yeah. Okay. It's very I think, I think, like, how many fans does fucking Eminem have, man? He's, his fan base spreads generations. So, like, you wouldn't even be able to put a number Millions on and it. millions, yeah. let's just say. Let's say upwards of 50 million people yeah. in the world know about him and listen to him. And so, at least, shit. you're saying at least a million of those people will we'll go out and buy it. it the first week. And but, or stream it. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Okay. I, I don't know. Well, let's talk about, just because it's been a hot topic and everyone's all, all talking about it, a couple things I wanted to talk about in this podcast, but one of them is uh, Eminem's new song, Walk on Water. What'd you think of it? That's that's what I'm asking you, man. Okay. You got you to gotta throw it right at me, man. I'm just all right. Throw um, it at you. you. You take it first, and then I'll, I'll toss in my opinion. Well, first off, I took two listens, so... That's it? You've only I, heard it twice? Yeah, I okay. couldn't base it just off of first reaction. Because first reaction was, when I read it, it said featuring Beyonce. I expected a pop record. Mm-hmm. I was very, uh, what's the word? Um, Very surprised. I was very surprised at the tone he took for the record. Okay. Like, I liked it. And I hope this is where he's going with the album. So, like, it's a very good first single, and I don't think people really heard it the way he intended it because he's still getting a lot of hate for it Mm -hmm. because of that slow, choppy flow that he uses. But, like, I honestly feel like it works. Yeah. Yeah. Not a a fan of, of the beat, though. Yeah. The fact that it has no drums, not a fan. Yeah. It's not slapping. Yeah, but yeah, Beyonce was actually a nice touch only because like Lord knows Eminem's done a lot of pop records the last little while now. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's nice to hear him do a song with someone who usually does pop music, but it's not a pop song mm-hmm. and it's not a song where he had to break out of his mold and she didn't have to break out of what she does either. Yeah. So it's like it worked and it worked really well for me. So, do you know who produced the record? I want to say Rick Rubin. Yeah, that's what I heard. I heard through the grapevine or something. It was Rick Rubin who presented the song to to M and like the hook he had wrote it. I think maybe as well. Yeah, because what did. from what I've read is he had the song completed. So yeah. Rick Rubin showed him the beat. He had the song completed, and then um, I think he showed the song. To Rick Rubin showed the song to Jay Z, mm-hmm. 
who then showed the song to Beyonce and had her jump on the hook. And that's how that song came about. Hmm. So Jay-Z had Beyonce jump on it. And all because Ricky Rubin's a fucking boss. Genius, man. <laughs> He's the one who pulls all those strings, puts the whole thing together. 99 right Problems. Yeah. Arguably one of Jay-Z's biggest hits to date. Rick uh, Rubin. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, so... um, Shout-outs to Rick Rubin on that one. I agree. The beat. I don't know. I've heard a lot better beats, Rick, by you. <laughs> I understand the, the, the point. They were trying to strip yeah. down everything, so it was just his vocals that were the main emphasis, which allowed... Yeah, like, they made to, it more of a ballad as yeah. opposed to a song, which... As soon as that clicks in and you start to hear it that way, it's an amazing fucking song. Mm-hmm. It just, I feel like it loses replay value. Yeah. Because it's like, doesn't have the drums and it's not a song that you want to listen to again because it makes you kind of feel good. It's like, it's... Um, it's one that makes you think. Yeah, it's a thinker, which is yeah. great too. It's good to... Yeah, so I loved that part of it. I was instantly upset at everybody who was like hating and dismissing it and being like, M's a fucking joke. Why would he do something like this? This is not lyrical. The bi- this the is The biggest not his one side. I saw was he's a sellout. It's like, so Eminem's a sellout for doing a song with Beyonce for the very first time in his career. Why? Yeah. He's and done a song when with he already Jay-Z. has tons of pop records already. Like, come on now, man. Like, what the fuck? That's retarded. I don't know. There's enough arguments. I get upset at people who just complain and say dumb shit just to say dumb shit. <laughs> yeah. Because they're like they upset want. at their own lives and they're just like, yeah, wait a minute. This guy's a fucking piece of shit. He sucks. Well, fucking try and do something. One thing in your life that's better than anything that he's done in his life. You probably would fall flat on your fucking face. Exactly. So shut your and mouth. And he actually addresses the way fans judge him. So he's mm-hmm. very in tune with what yeah. people say about it's it. It's like he's t- the people who are talking shit are the ones that he's talking about in that song. He's just yeah. like, why are you always all up in my shit? And why do I always have to have pure... Why do I always have to shit gold all the time? Like, yeah. I can like I can't shit just, bronze every Yeah, like, I can't just give take, you, you know? like what I feel would be the best single. It has to be what you would think is Eminem ask i guess yeah and and the biggest problem is everything is subjective in this and in this day and age is like this is the one of the biggest problems that i have with hip-hop fans right now and i saw this this comment on the this new swollen members video that dropped that i was telling you about is somebody saying they were complaining they were just like oh there you go again swollen with their old sound doing the same stuff that they've been doing since the 90s and shit blah 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 oh i guess we're just gonna expect to hear the same old lady venom and this and that blah 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 and that was their comment right and then and and at the same those same motherfuckers as soon as they try something different and oh, do a you beat that's like, your old yeah, they're just all on them like, oh my God, now you're switching up, you're changing up. Why can't you stay fucking true to your, your yeah. own craft and what you started on and, and, and keep it real, bro. And you're just like, fucking, both fucking ways, shut man. it, dude. Like, how about you let a musician just be a musician, which is a flowing, evolving, ever changing, you know, being that just yeah, does like, them and and gets to create and 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 blur the lines and draw outside the boxes 
like <coughs> let to, them be like, man why effect, you gotta hate it, and criticize like to that effect it's like i wouldn't want to hear eminem in 2017 sound like eminem in 1999 like we're talking about almost 20 years worth of music that he's put out and he's changed his sound significantly mm-hmm. so why is it like i didn't understand why this one I felt like it flew over people's head. Like they didn't want to listen to it simply because Beyonce was on it. And it's like, even if you so much as just don't listen to Beyonce's part, just listen to his verses. He's actually talking about some real fucking shit. And this is what you guys wanted from him, but you're not willing to listen to it Mm -hmm. because it sounds different. It's like, I don't know. It, it was really weird hearing or reading some of the comments about the song and the first reactions it's like i don't know if you guys are really taking this song for what it actually is yeah i think that the biggest difficulty that he has is he's created this persona of dropping masterpieces and when everyone's like oh a new eminem song's coming out the hype and the excitement that, that that builds up inside these fans for something that's like oh my god they're expecting this like this like monstrosity oh, shit yeah. on the industry oh i can't wait man the fucking yeah. there's all these mumble rappers there's this shit oh i can't wait Em's gonna come back in and body this shit and then he comes on some like soft melodic shit and they're like what the fuck dude i I was expecting more from you and that's his issue is he's set the bar like you said in the song set the bar so high um that it's made made it hard to reach for it all the time so especially like because he is getting older and like rappers are supposed to i feel like rappers are supposed to have that moment where it's like okay i can eventually step away from this and do something else now Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like all rappers should aspire to that. Like, no one wants to rap all their fucking life. Like, you want to eventually move on to something. So, like, I don't know, like, for him to be as old as he is, because I want to say he's, like, mid-40s now. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe older, do you think? I would say. I'd say mid-40s. I'm curious. He's definitely getting up there. So, it's like. You can't expect aged Eminem, Eminem who has gone through a lot of fucking shit, to still sound like the Eminem from 1999 or 2000 or whatever your favorite Eminem era was. 45. Yeah, so mid-40s. Yeah, like you can't expect a 45-year-old rapper to rap like his 25-year-old self. Like it's not going to work. Like his mind is different. He's talking about different shit now. Yeah. Can't like, it's basically like he said, how many times can I spin the most immaculate fucking verse and find it a new way to say what I just said? Yeah. Like you can only prove you're the best fucking rapper alive so many fucking times. How do you feel as an artist? So there's times where you sit down and you're writing and you're just like, you start writing and you're like, man, I already did some shit that was like this. That's when I start hitting like writer's block really bad. Because that's what he's talking about, literally, just like balling up shit and being like, ah, this shit's garbage. Fucking yeah, this already. Yeah, like yeah, like you can only reword on the nicest rapper so many fucking ways. Mm-hmm. Like he's done it all his fucking life. He's proven it to you without even so much as saying he's the greatest rapper. Mm-hmm. So like, 
I feel like people should just give him that and just listen to what he's putting out now. I, I don't know. It feels like it's hard for people to let that go. Like, oh, he's up here. Why is he releasing something I would expect from a rapper down here? Like that melodic ballad type music. Like, I don't expect it from him, but I did appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. All in all, <clears throat> good job, M. I like the song. Um, excited to hear what you have next, for sure. Definitely. And as an artist, I can relate to the shit that you were talking about. That was cool. I'm like talking as if I'm talking to him, like he's going <laughs> to listen to this. Like, yo, M, oh, it's like he's the god. M, the rap god. I hope you I hope you hear this message. Appreciate you. I think everybody does. Fuck the haters, man. Fuck the fuck the YouTube commenters. They just wish that they could be you, man. Yeah. No, but for real. Um, but yeah, on the topic of fucking commenters and haters and fucking REITs who just like to talk shit online. Um what were your thoughts on the passing of Lil Peep. That's an interesting one for me. Um, did you even know who he was? Start there. I did Have not you listen know. to any of his music before you heard about him passing. I did not know who Lil Peep was, so okay. I can't. I couldn't pretend to be a fan all of a sudden now that he's dead. Like yeah. I didn't feel like that would be right, and I haven't chosen to really dive into his music just because of all the articles that I've read, like from what I've read, he promoted the use of what he was on. Yeah. So it's like, I, that's like a really, I don't know, like on one hand, I feel for him because like he's dead because of an addiction, but it was an addiction that you glorified and put out there in your music. Like you advertised it to other teenagers and other people that looked up to Lil Peep. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I don't know. It... So to give some people who don't know what we're talking about some context as to what we're talking about, Lil Peep is a artist. Um, I don't really know too, too much about him. I just got introduced to him by Mercules when we were on tour earlier this year. He was showing me a couple of guys that he's been listening to. Oliver was one of them. I really like his music, but Lil Peep was another one. He had this song called White Wine and he was showing me it and I was like, this is the most confusing thing I've ever seen. It's real, like, emo rap. Um, sometimes I'm called rap because it's more melodic and sing-songy. And he's, like, very, uh, just a like an outcast. He represents the outcast. That's what it kind of looks like. But very into prescription drugs and, uh, you know, lean and popping Zans and all that kind of stuff. Um, I don't dive into too, too much of it, but I mean, I, I checked out some of his, his songs and stuff, but anyway, so he passed away, um, just a couple of days ago. What was that? It's November 18th. Now it was probably the 16th or 15th, something like that, yeah. that, he, that he passed away. It was earlier than this week and he was 21 years old. So yeah. that's super young to be you know and, dying obviously and like that's where it's like it's tragic that he was only 21 mm -hmm. and he died extremely young and yeah. through the use of uh xanax and lean and all that shit yeah. well it wasn't his this is what they're arguing like people who do it he's like they didn't die from the xan and the lean somebody laced his shit yo if they didn't lace his shit he'd still be alive his stuff something he was doing got laced with fentanyl 
but uh, but it's like that's the risk you're taking, you're taking getting when you into do that, that world. kind of shit. Even if you're just doing coke, so many people are dropping like flies from doing coke that's laced with fentanyl. Yeah, I don't know what fent is. I don't know what why the fuck drug dealers are having it involved in the, in the process of their their drugs that they sell. Because you're killing off your customers. Like I don't. Uh, yeah, understand I know. It. I, I really do. It doesn't make sense. I don't know. Like. And that's why I feel like it's some fucking weird government comp- conspiracy shit. Like, why is there so much fat getting into this coke, man? Like, drug dealers don't want their fucking users to die because then they ain't gonna come back and buy some more the next week, you know, or yeah, next like, day. Like, I, I, so I'm just like, how money the fuck needs is to be recycled, and if you're killing off your customers, how are you gonna it, recycle your money? Yeah, and how, how like they don't have any sort of way to test that shit or figure out if the stuff has fent in it. But anyway. Anyway, so he he dies. He got found in his tour bus by his uh, tour manager or his manager, sorry. And um, yeah, so he's he's dead. And he represented, you know, for a lot of people, he was like the poster child for, for that world, that drug Xanax use and prescription pills and stuff. In his vlog, he talks about it. Talks about it in interviews. Um, then he also talks about the fact like depression and anxiety and all of the issues that you deal with. But the, this is the main thing. This got brought up like somebody was was talking about this in a real scientific way. I was reading this this article that this one guy put out about how anxiety, how, how it comes about. You know what I mean? Um, the, one of the main causes of anxiety is withdrawal from alcohol and um some prescription pills that have certain amounts of i don't know what the fuck it's technical terms bethyl methylfloridamine or some shit i don't fucking know but anyway this shit benzo some benzos whatever stuff that has that in it it uh it enters into your receptor cells or whatever inside your body to make you feel good and then once it's gone, the next day after you've you know been drunk, had a lot of alcohol, or or been on these pills, uh, you you hit lows and you go down and and you get sad and you get anxious about stuff. It literally makes you more anxious. And then the only way to feel better is to drink more or to do more drugs that are then gonna. S- stimulate and go inside those receptor cells and the more that we damage those by using substances the more we're unable to produce that stuff naturally for ourselves to make ourselves feel good so when you're like people think alcohol is like it's just an okay thing everything in moderation you know what i mean if you're drinking every day and on it's not good a a large amount a large amount you're it's gonna fuck you up but if you have a glass of wine a day or two glasses of wine a day or a beer or something like that it's not gonna kill you but if you're doing it like partying getting fucked up doing you know shots all night and and just drinking like like some of like some of these celebrities do do that like they they not even celebrities these kids and stuff everybody nowadays and and because they're watching the celebrities like everyday partying on snapchat that's the cool thing to do is uh fucking get all messed yeah. up it's like yo i can do what they did and it's not gonna kill me because it didn't kill them yeah. and then all of a sudden it happens and it's like honestly i'm really hoping it was a wake-up call for a lot of people who do do that stuff i don't know any personally but yeah. if you do like i'm really hoping it was a really big wake-up call because it can happen to you he was 
by all means a regular fucking human being. Well, and he was pretty strange. <laughs> well, yeah, like, no, by, yeah, joking. like he he had like quirks about him. Too but, early, like, too early. Yeah, like, um, he was a human being. Yes. At the end of the day, so yeah. if it can happen to him, it can happen to you. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. No, it should be a wake up call for people. If it's not, shake your head right now because yeah. fuck. It's you. a scary fucking thought that there's shit out there that could kill you just like that. Yeah. 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 Simple. Snort one line, wake up, fucking Bam, dead. done. Well, you're not gonna wake up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah wake up, dead. Well, uh, someone's gonna try and wake you up, but yeah, mm. this is uh, this is reality, people. So, yeah, uh, they, and there's a big campaign right now. Like uh, Wiz Khalifa created this has- hashtag Lean is lame. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The last cause yeah, was talking about that. Yeah, Wiz was uh, Wiz has actually been going off on uh, Lean as of lately. Mm-hmm. But he's one of like the serious advocates for like trying to get people off of the shit, yeah. which all respects to Wiz because like I've never understood the joys of lean. Like I've never, I've never yeah, drank I, it myself. I've never partaken. So it's like maybe that's why, and I just don't understand it. But seeing people on it, like Little Wayne. You can't tell me Little Wayne is a normal human fucking being. Yeah, he's like, fucked up from yeah, it. Yeah, like he's he's a walking, talking bottle of fucking lean. Mm-hmm. To be quite honest, with how much he's fucking taken, he's had seizures from the shit. Yeah, he's just like lucky he's not dead off the shit. So it's yeah. like fuck. That everything shit is in scary. moderation. Everything in moderation. If there's people that are doing it, I mean, you're gonna do it. You, no one's gonna tell you you can't do it. But if you're going to do anything, just do it responsibly in some form. Like, just don't yeah. fucking OD. Don't put yourself in a coma with this shit. Take it, uh, take it and slow be and around, do it with friends. And be around yeah. other fucking people who know what to do in case something happens. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're just around a bunch of idiots. Because <laughs> that, that was the sad you're part dead. about the Little Peep story is he was on a tour bus filled with fucking people who didn't know what the fuck was going on. And he was dead. It's like none of you thought to, you know. Oh, I didn't him. realize that. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah from what I, people. yeah, from what oh. I've read, he was on a tour bus with other people. Like, there's actual. I don't. I didn't see the footage, but I'm told there is footage of him actually like on the bus, passed mm-hmm. out. So in this video, he's technically dead. No. So it's like, like this doesn't alarm people. people. Don't even know it. Yeah. Yeah, like, this would alarm the shit out of me. Like, like, if you're still doing that shit now after seeing what just happened to little people, God bless your fucking souls. Yeah. All the power to you. I'm not going to preach and say, don't fucking do it. Do what you fucking do. But, dear fucking Lord, please try and stay alive. That's crazy out there. Stay safe, folks. Yeah, man. Like, I was actually having a conversation about that with uh, my buddies the other day. Remember when crack and heroin were, like, the worst shit in the world? And totally not cool. Yeah. Now it's, like, common everyday things. Now we have Xanax, fentanyl. We have shit that we've never even heard of. They're glorified. It's, It's cool drugs to do. Yeah. Like Percocets? I'm, yeah, I know. I'm so confused. Like I would, I'd be so fucking the odd man out at like a frat party or something if people started popping it, pulling out the pills to pop. Yeah, it's like, like yo, I'm good on that. Sorry, like, like I'm 
not willing to die that's the that's the thing that's yeah i don't know like i would be that guy like you could pull out pills in front of me it's like no i prefer not to die I, I say frat party as if that's where it's going down at. i have no fucking clue it's probably a bunch of kids in their basement just like chilling yeah, just out, chilling just out popping and their shit. perks and doing their thing like i, I don't even i don't know. know when the whole world as a whole reached a point where crack and heroin wasn't enough anymore then meth came then well there's but that's always going to be the case av is like fucking like if if we didn't have that mentality we still have cell phones that are the size of a fucking water bottle the brick phone you know what i mean i'd be talking to you with a fucking water bottle on my ear no no more no you got you got to always evolve get these sleek nice phones these smartphones that control yeah but that's evolution working in a good way no but i'm just saying but there's it works the same way with psychedelics and drugs there's always evolution and new drugs that are found and new ways that you can alter your brain and your mind state through substances. So I think it's just going to get wilder, bro. The, the, the introduction of synthetic drugs and is the ab- honestly going to be the death of humans. The I ability think. to like change and manipulate, um, you know, the chemistry of drugs so that they can like really pinpoint what which certain ones things fuck do you up in things. which ways. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like creating synthetic acid where it's, you know, well, acid, I guess, is synthetic. It's not a fucking natural thing. It's all chemicals put together. I have no, I don't even know what the real. I don't know what, what acid, what actually, acid is. actually is. Yeah, you so, know, it's just a chemical compound as I've far been, as Like I know. I've been around people on it and to be honest. It looks fun, but it doesn't look like something I would want to put myself through. Because yeah. like it was not fun taking care of the person that was on it. It looked like they were having fun. I was not. Yeah. Like taking care of a person on acid, making sure... Because acid can last anywhere from like 12 to 16 fucking hours, depending on how much you take. Yeah. So it's like... Imagine having to constantly watch over a person for 12 to 16 fucking hours. You can't even sleep. It's like having a baby, man, you know. Well, yeah, true. But like You get you get to experience that a little bit. Yeah, now, but, a, but uh, yeah, like a baby ain't fucking hallucinating and shit. Like yeah. they ain't seen purple dragons breathing fire out of their ears and shit. That's true. They Colors have, aren't exploding. They have a higher them. chance of falling down the stairs though and hurting yeah. their hands and all that kind of stuff. That's true. I, I don't know. A person on acid versus a baby, I think the chances are about the same. Yeah, of them falling down the stairs. Yeah, or to be quite honest. Up. Yeah. Because, like, the person I was with, I don't know if it was, like, their first time or, like, they were just completely inexperienced with the shit. Yeah. But, like, I literally had Who to Was walk. it, like, a friend or a girlfriend? Yeah, yeah. No, it was a friend. It was a high school friend. And they were just like, yo, just come over and hold it down while I do some acid tonight. <laughs> well, we were all smoking weed and shit. Like, okay. like we were all just kind of partying in uh, his basement and shit. And, um, and he was the only one on acid? or Him and one other person. The other person had his friend come along to make sure he got home. So we all had like the whole buddy system working. That's kind of good, yeah. Because like, I honestly don't feel comfortable leaving someone that's that fucked up by themselves yeah it's like yeah get on home now it's like yeah yeah, dude a you just suggested you needed to go home we're at your house (laughs) but okay let's go for a walk we went for like an eight hour walk that night it was a long (laughs) fucking walk 
<laughs> like, it was brutal. Yeah. Like, it looked like the person was having fun though. So like you can't be the like you can't be the buzzkill while someone's fucking high. Yeah. Like they're always gonna hold that against you. Yeah. Like you remember the fucking time I did ass and you fucked up my buzz? <laughs> yeah, like you don't wanna be that guy. No. So let, let him be high. Yeah. So we had the buddy system worked out and yeah, I was in charge of this kid and dear lord. I'll ne like I would never want to do acid, but it looked fun. Because, mm -hmm. like, the shit he was trying to describe to me, it was fucked up. Like, the sidewalk was, like, made of water. So, like, he, he felt like he was walking on water. <laughs> so, like, he felt like Jesus for a little bit. It's like, dear Lord, <laughs> dude, you are so fucked up right now. <laughs> Holy cool. fuck. Yeah, I'd try it you know, if in the right opportunity or the right atmosphere, I'd say. I've always wanted to try uh, shrooms. Never tried shrooms. Never done shrooms. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. It's very good. I got to book a, a float tank experience soon. and Oh, shit. Chow a bit. Dive in. Go for go for a while and drift away into the multiverse. Drift away. Have you ever... Okay, like I know you do uh, the float tank a lot. Have you actually ever went in without the intention of uh, writing anything or coming up with anything and come out with a full song? No. No, no. You don't, I never use it as a place of like uh, musical inspiration. You get inspired, but like I've wrapped inside the tank in my brain. Oh, okay. But I'm not like coming out with like songs or anything like that. It's not like a, a place that I go to, to get songs. It <laughs> helps with everything else though in writing for sure. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, you should try it out. Yeah, I, I yeah. No. No. Not into it? No. I mean not really my thing. It's uh, it's it's life changing. It's literally life changing. Like it's Yeah, I've uh, been told by a lot of people who do do uh float tank uh stuff that yeah, like it's honestly like the most crazy shit that's worth worth trying out. Yeah, cuz like they go in cuz I guess the whole idea is to go in with a completely cleared mind. So whatever you're thinking about in that tank right at that moment is what your mind wants you to focus on. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. It helps you bring up all the issues that you're dealing with in life, personal yeah. trauma, problems, anything. Makes helps. it easier to sort through which Let's, ones are oh, really. It's like a fucking, it like allows you to toss all that shit up on a nice big wall and you can look at it from an outside perspective and figure things out compartmentalize things see which ones are really actually important issues and which ones and are just deal with them and deal with them this is another reason society has an issue with anxiety anxiety is the result of not dealing with the things that are bothering you anxiety somebody described it to me um before as I mean, and I'm no fucking expert. I don't deal with anxiety. So please, if you're suffering from it, do not let this be me downplaying your your symptoms. I'm, I really yeah, hope that genuinely this helps yeah, you. Yeah, because different people get triggered by different exactly. things. Exactly. Some things anxiety. it's a chemical imbalance and, you know, you need pills to help out with that. But a lot of what I believe and what my friend was talking about believes that uh, anxiety is, is the amount of time between when you realize you have to do something and then you actually doing it. 
anxiety is the window in between those two actions those two points so when you're if there's something in your mind that you're worried about in the future you're just like oh i need to do that that test say the test is coming up and you're just like you're anxious about your test coming up right you're the you're only anxious in that time between when you're thinking about having that test and that test actually happening happening the anxiety is all that time in between. Okay. So, so, and and this is like, you get anxiety from procrastination. So if there's something that's important that you need to get done, and then you push it off and keep pushing it off, you, you become anxious more about anxious it, yeah. about it, and it gives you anxiety about yeah. that thing. You and every time it comes up in your mind, you kind of shudder. You're like scared to go and do that now, and a lot of that too comes from fear and the thing that makes us stop doing things and procrastinating is our own fear about those things it comes down to even for myself as a musician we're we're afraid of getting putting our music out afraid of what people are going to think about it and stuff like that you have to break down all of those walls of fear all that stuff that's making you anxious fucking do it just fucking do it man don't second guess it don't think about it don't don't pontificate the uh, you know bad outcomes that could that could arise just go out there do it the worst thing that what's the worst that's going to happen you know what i mean obviously i'm saying this in a, in a respect like you don't look at a, a tank full of sharks and you're like oh maybe i should jump in there and see what happens obviously you're going to get fucking eight and and yeah. and die right so yeah, don't don't do dead. stupid shit where you know assess the risk and versus the reward is it worth doing it or not but don't sit there and dwell on these moments in your life and let them control everything around you because that's what becomes anxiety i feel like is people just not dealing with the things that that they could deal with immediately and that that comes from relationships financial worries um you know friendships with people friends you know your boss your job like any sort of thing that could be going on in your life if there's something you need to deal with go and deal with it right when you come up with that problem because the more that you put it off the more that you push it away the more anxious you're going to become about it the more stressed the more negative feelings are going to arise and and then, the and then it's going to lead to depression and 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 leads a list to of bigger other, problems leads yeah. to bigger problems so it <coughs> it's the same thing people don't understand <coughs> our brains we need to take care of our brains just as much as our bodies if we're worried about the the food that we're taking in and making sure that we don't eat too much fat and cookies and and chips and pop and stuff like that it's the same thing inside our minds there is fucking toxic stuff that goes into our minds and the more we worry and we're fearful about stuff that's like eating like our brain eating mcdonald's every time you're scared your brain is eating mcdonald's it's fucking your brain up it's garbage you need to learn how to manage not eat not get fear in your brain so much what what is the opposite of fear confidence probably bravery Bravery. There you go. Bravery. That's much better word than confidence, but confidence. You need to have confidence to have bravery. But anyway, so bravery is, is, is what you need to focus on is being brave in those times that you're scared. 
I need to take my own advice too. I'm I'm talking this shit like I I'm a fucking guru or some shit. I I need to take my own advice on that too. Yeah. But uh, that's 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 my message right now. My question. We gotta wrap this up soon. But my question I want to ask you: Have you taken in my new album? Yes. What do you think? It's very um, cause I'm like I'm still huge on the whole boom bap sound. Mm-hmm. So it was right up my alley. Um, Robodope was the standout for me. Like okay. I still continuously go back to that song. Cool. That's the first record that we did together on that album. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking a. First record that we did together at all was that one. Fucking a. Yeah. And the artwork, holy shit. You like that? Thank you. Jesus fuck. Yeah, turned out pretty cool. Red pencil design on that one. No. No? No, my girl didn't do that one. Uh, it was a guy named Cole from uh, somewhere in the States. Huh. My manager found him and okay. yeah, linked it up. So it was originally going to be a t-shirt design. Okay. We were working on getting different t-shirt designs and he hit hit me back with it. Turned out to be the album. And I was like, this is pretty dope. And where it had the words boom bap, he had like Guelph, Ontario or something in that box. And I was like, I want to have my album title there. And it's got the Robbie G there. I was like, this is lit. You know, this is good. So, yeah. Fucking A. Worked out well. Yeah. Turned out really good. Very. So that does stand out track. Anything else? Um, Some pretty, I I felt, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I I know you were trying to keep to, um, like the whole one rapper, one producer, one DJ. My opinion, it could have used. You could have sprinkled uh, a few features on the. Yeah. That's just because you know my arsenal and you know how many artists that I could potentially well, work with and put on it. Well, Reef would have some... sounded real nice on some of those beats. Oh, yeah. There's a bunch of people like that. <laughs> all they're not for it i would have liked to have daniel son on a track too Yeesh. he's fucking murking shit now jesus christ right yeah he's everywhere now yeah got primo steady spinning his shit like yeah. he's featured on mass appeal like every other fucking day that's dope like christ shout outs to daniel son yeah. christ salute salute He's, that, he's got like that seriously like grungy New York sound yeah, still. Yeah, the like, straight boom bap and like no, like doesn't change it up a bit. You know, he's just, even got like the cadence for it and everything. It's like, everything. how are you doing this? Uh, yeah, yeah, he would have sounded really nice on the album. So, yeah. um, I hit him up actually to try and get him on a show here in uh, February. So okay. I'll keep you posted on that. Okay. Um, actually, yeah, we didn't touch on upcoming shows at all. Check the fucking message from the studio meeting. Oh, you don't. This guy oh, okay. missed out on the studio meeting. Then he didn't even check the no, message no, about no, the I notes. Che- no, the no, no, I meeting. checked the messages. Did you? That's All why the shows I'm bring- are in there. Yeah, that's why I'm bringing it up. Okay. Anything you want to announce. No, no, no. We can't okay. talk about anything here. Okay. Okay. I thought you were like uh, trying to figure it out. Okay. You read it. That's good. Yeah, that's good. I did read it. Okay. But yeah, on, on, your, on the upcoming on show tip, we got Sean Kingston coming through. Yes, Sean Kingston. That's the next big one. December 8th at Elements in Kitchener. I'm fucking pumped. Got the homie Mansuki going to be there rocking with me. We got Diva Archer there. 
Casey and Dimitri. Like, it's going to be ill, people. Y'all need to know what the fuck is good. This is going to be a good time. So, uh, VIP tickets are almost sold out. If you need tickets, go to uh, our company's official website, which is out right now, revmediastudio.com. It's up. It's online. It's active. The Sean Kingston tickets are available on there. Um, yeah, www.revmediastudio.com and uh, get the tickets and we're going to be announcing fucking a huge concert for Guelph um, in March of next year and we announce on December 11th, I believe. So look out for that. That's exciting news and uh, and we got uh, Eve Lebanese is going to be coming back here in the new year. Uh, talking to Junk from SDK as well. He's yeah. going to be doing some shows around here in the new year, so we can talk about those. Uh, but that's uh, that's that's about it for now. And then stay tuned for the, the new posts and everything. Um, yeah. Working on some shit. Get, get the new album. It's on Spotify. It's on yes, iTunes sir. called Boom Bap. Robbie G. Boom Bap. Search for that. And I've got two new music videos in the queue that are going to be releasing very soon. One for a song called Peace of Mind featuring Dave Archer and another one for a song called Time. That The one Peace of Mind is done, directed by Daniel Robinson. And Time is featuring Emmeline and it's directed by uh, Tom from Real Wolf. Oh, fuck. Yes, it's super okay. dope. Really good video. Oh, so. the Real Wolf video. Okay. There you go. Okay. There you go. Oh, like, shit. Oh, wait oh, for shit. that one. We'll give you a little sneak peek after we're done here. Um, so yeah, the music is out there. Um, you know, check me out social media, my Snapchat. I'm getting more involved on that shit at Robbie G Hip Hop. If you're on Snapchat, on my Instagram at Robbie G Hip Hop. I just changed it the other day. It was at Robbie G Music for the longest time, and I was like, "Fuck, I could just switch this and make all yeah. of them at Hip Hop." So I made it easier. Yeah, that's what I did too. Yeah. Once I figured out you can change your Instagram and your Twitter username, it's like fucking right. Simple, simple, simple thing to change. So got that. And honestly, artists really need to pay attention to shit like that. Like making sure all of your usernames on your social media is the same is fucking key. Yeah, it makes it easier for the fans. I understand there's people that complain to me before. They're like, yo, man, when I tag you on this, it's hard to find you and shit. I'm just like, all right, so solve the problem. There you go. It's all the same, motherfuckers. The website's RobbieGHipHop.com. Uh, we'll have all of my merch available on there very soon within the next week. Um, I've got a few uh, t-shirts left from the tour. And we got some toques. Got, got the Christmas toques out. So Getting ready for get, fucking yeah, winter, winter time. bro. It's coming, yo. It's coming to Canada up. And this bitch getting cold. Getting real cold yeah. real soon. Um, yeah, that's about it, man. Um much respects, as always, having me on the show. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I might be co-hosting some in the future with you, I hear. You're asking yeah, for co-host yeah. positions, so that might be... Yeah, because uh, unfortunately, up. actually, yeah, I might as well clear it up now, because uh, JSG announced. was not here. But um, yeah, JSG will actually uh, no longer be with the podcast, because he wanted to focus a little more on music. So, Boom. all the power to him. He'll definitely be in for a podcast every now and then obviously but uh yeah and we've got we've got a few records me and him stashed in the in the bag boom look out for him av up in the mix up top hip-hop podcast Podcast. yes so 24 yes go and check out the uh the blog up top hip-hop 
dot ca dot ca that's where you can find the blog the podcast and uh, i've got some other stuff in the works so just pay attention to the site and you get all the updates there there you go much respects peace love